two uh, on Facebook Live. Welcome here. Uh, it's 6 p.m. here in London, wherever you're watching us from, or if you are listening to us with this live for the podcast True Entrepreneur Stories. And we are very excited today because we are running the second 2020 episode of True Entrepreneur Stories podcast, where we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, you might have seen our post earlier during the week. Uh, we have with us today the amazing Marsha J. Carrington. She's a choreographer, creative director, and business owner of Pinnacle, uh, Pinnacle Art, uh, Performing Arts, that's it. Pinnacle Performing Arts. Did I say this right, Marsha? Let's bring you up. Hello, Marsha. Hello, hi. <laughs> Hello, Marsha. So, uh, welcome, Marsha. You are our second guest of the year 2020 on True Entrepreneur Stories podcast. So a very warm welcome to you, Marsha. Thank you very much, thank you. And we are really, really, um, really blessed to have you with us today because you have such an amazing story. We've, we've met you face to face and we discovered your amazing story. Mm -hmm. um, and we simply just had to share your story. So thank you very much for joining us today, Marsha. You're welcome. Um, so we prepared a couple of questions for our viewers uh, watching us uh, live on Facebook or listening uh, to the podcast. And I think the, the first question would be um, about your story. It would be um, the why of what you do today and how you got into what you do today, Marsha. So if you want to tell us what you do and how you got, it, got doing what you do. <laughs> okay, so um, I started um, dance classes at the age of four at a dance school called Cheryl Honor School of Dance. Um, and that's basically where my story began. Um, through going to that dance school, um, I was handpicked to be one of the first mini props at age eight. So that was my first professional job um, on the Channel 4 series. Um, previous to that, I also um, was a catalogue model for Mothercare. Um, and then I went through all my exams at dancing and I exceeded and I done really well with my dance. Um, and from there, I then went on to, cutting the story short, I then went on to another dance school, which is um, Hillington Theatre Dance, um, because I kind of outgrew my initial dance school um, and from there I progressed and then I went to Sylvia Young Theatre School. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> to many of my friends I was actually very shy growing up um, so I had the talent but being on stage um, I was performing like marvellous but my face was just like I was so shy and so nervous so um, that's something I had to overcome but I went on to Sylvia Young's and that's when I kind of realised as much as I had this talent there 
I and I, I got a lot of work through um, being at Sylvia Young's. I mean, I was one of the first um, members of Porky and Bess at Kleinborn. Um, I'd done a lot of work um, for EastEnders and movies and, and dance shows and everything. Programs, listening to us. Um, okay, so. Growing up, from what I remember, I'd done quite a few commercials. I only remember really like doing the Coca-Cola um, from the top of my head. Um, I'd done um, a lot of appearances on EastEnders. Um, and then I went on later on in life actually to do EastEnders commercials. I've done a couple of EastEnders commercials. Um, I'm trying to think, my mind always goes so blank. Um, as I said, I'd done... Do you know, Marsha, I spotted I spotted quite a few things. It's also mentioned mini pops. Tell us about the mini pops uh experience what it's all what it was all about how old you were and um how you got involved in it well that was it was fun it's a fun experience we had the directors and producers of channel four come down to my first dance school and um we basically i can't remember i vaguely remember i think we had to they just watched us dance and then they kind of handpicked who they thought had the talent so myself and my brother were you know of the people that got picked and, and um, you were, how old were you back then i would have been about age eight yes um and then we would go in um to do rehearsals i mean remember i was only age eight so i don't know where we were but we'd go and do rehearsals we'd go to recording studios to record albums and then before you knew it we were just at this set performing what we had learned so basically, it's kind of like what they do today with Kids Pop, where you have children taking off um, pop stars. So I was always one of the three degrees um, <laughs> from Diana Ross. Um, and then I had a few solo numbers. So it was whatever was in the charts back then, we would interpret it as children. So we'd dress up like little adults and um, yeah, we'd perform every, um, I think the programme came on every Wednesday or Thursday on Channel 4, around 6 o'clock. So how much do you have to rehearse for, for that? Um, I, I, it wasn't, I remember it wasn't long. It wasn't, the rehearsals were not long. I remember doing a lot of things on set as well. So, um, because obviously they had to turn out these, these shows every single week. So I remember them not being that long. And I, and I think what it was, they picked a lot of the talented children. So a lot of the time we were able to also freestyle as well. Right. So, um, I guess it cut down a lot of, I mean, it's not like how it was, like how, like how it is today. So um, well, I was very young, so I vaguely remember. But with that, we've done, we've done Christmas albums. There was a lot of appearances on, um, I think it's called Good Morning Britain at that time. Um, and lots of different appearances on different morning shows and stuff. So, yeah, that was fun. That, that's, uh, that's, if that's what you see in some movies, you know, how children get involved in, in that, uh, in the showbiz and, but yeah. 
who had the idea initially? Was it was it from your parents, or was it something you really wanted to do um, uh, fr from always when you were a child? Or well, I started at age four, so I think I was told that I was always dancing around the living room. My legs were always up in the air, and I was always kicking and just prancing around the living room. So then my mum decided that she'll take me to dancing, and that was like one of the best things ever. Um, so yeah, I mean, I always remember one of my first things that I learned was a song called Miss Polly Had a Dolly. I think they do it singing in nurseries today and there was movements to it. And I just, I just loved doing it. And I also loved, I remember at school, I mean, everyone must know the song Kumbaya. And I remember I'd sit there and I'd sing and I'd be making up all these different moves to go with the words. And but I guess it's just always in me to just, Sorry, say that again. It must have changed your childhood. Uh, all your friends, uh, you were the famous uh, friend they had. How how did you live your childhood? Um, I didn't really see it as that really. Um, I mean, at home it's very down to earth. Like we weren't treated as you know, child stars. It was just, it just felt normal because it's all I knew. So, you know, I didn't see myself as, oh, I'm the famous one. And it just wasn't like that. It just, you know, I had a great childhood. So, um, yeah, it, I didn't see it as, I didn't separate myself from any other children or anyone else. So, and yeah. you mentioned your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my brother. So did he uh, join in uh, as well? He did. He was. Um, he also went to Sylvia Young's. Um, he was quite popular at Sylvia Young's. Uh, many stories. Um, he also joined the Mini Pops. Um, he just got a natural talent for acting, for music producing, um, anything creative. I come from quite a creative family. My mum and dad are not creative in the arts, but all my, all my siblings were all creative, whether it's art, dance, music. Um, and he actually played um, Junior in EastEnders. So he was in EastEnders, the main character for quite a long time. And he also um, done many, many commercials. But once again, when he came home, we were just home with our friends. It wasn't like, well, you're the child star and you're the, it was just, it was just living in that down-to-earth home, so you still had to do the chores, still had to tidy your room and empty the bins and up on a Sunday and help clean the house, so... So a normal childhood. Sorry? A normal childhood. Very normal, yeah. Very good. And um, uh, just to clarify for our, our viewers watching us uh, live on Facebook and listening uh, to the podcast, um, whereabouts, uh, you're based in London, uh, yeah. and your school, Pinnacle Performing Arts, I said it right this time, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, is also based in West London, isn't it? It's, well, I opened a dance school, Pinnacle Performing Arts, in 2006, and um, it was something that people can used to say to me, open a school, open a school. But I was like, I was in my 20s. I was like, I haven't got time for that. That's too much, you know, I want to plan the next rave. I want to, you know, just perform, which I was performing. 
Um, I was a dance, professional dancer. And um, I decided one day I woke up, I was like, right, I'm gonna start this school. So I was working at um, a school at the time that was called West London Academy as head of performing arts. Um, and then I decided to go part-time there. And while I was working part-time, I started planning and working on this school clinical performing arts. We had a few nosy people that would be like, what are you doing now, but don't worry about it. <laughs> because I knew that I just wanted to get it all together before it was revealed to the world. So anyway, I started um, in 2006, um, opened the doors and it was, it was a it was a slow start and then it just started to build and build and grow and grow and grow and before you knew it you know i had a school going and i think um, you have now 100 students isn't it over approximately yeah it would be over 100 students because what happened is i had the school open for seven years we ended on a massive show um of 500 people we had guests people that came down so we had Patricia Bernard, who's um, who's a creative director who does mass movement from many commercials you see on TV. Um, we had Jade Ewan, who's just come off um, the West End stage of playing Jasmine in Aladdin. Um, we had another a gentleman called Tomor, who's done a lot of work in the community. So we ended up on a high, um, and I then merged well I, I came out of the dance school and that's when I thought I'd solely concentrate on the agency because the time of having the school um I had a lot of casting directors coming in and you know scouting the children mm -hmm. <laughs> I decided that I'll close the school and um, I will come to you rather than you come to me because it was growing and it was so hard to find the spaces so I thought I'll come to you you don't need to come to me and I will concentrate also on the agency side of things where I can also, um, you know, offer work to talented teachers and... Um, and I think, correctly, you have a, a, a large event uh, coming up. Uh, is it uh, fit for not fit for life or uh, what is it? Oh, change, change for life. Change, change for, for life. life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. With um, the NHS as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of Public Health England NHS. Um, I work in association with them, and they've now got a new initiative, which is working in partnership with Disney Pixar. So um, there, obviously it's NHS and it whole Every Mind Matters. So you can run workshops and go into schools and, um, you know, help children with wellbeing. But obviously things that they're familiar with helps a lot. So um, who doesn't like Disney Pixar? I mean, I love Disney Pixar. <laughs> so, I yeah, so going into schools and running these workshops, um, and you know, getting the kids moving and interactive with what we're doing and what we're trying to show them. So, yeah. That's quite an amazing there, Masha. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> so let me go back to the questions that we had because I'm sure um, our viewers and listeners are also interested in uh, okay. finding out um, so if you want to share with us uh, one of your favourite posts, I know you mentioned uh, you've got one on the side, 
uh, that uh, you're keeping on the side for now, but something that uh, has maybe helped you throughout your whole uh, uh, your experiences, something that kept coming to mind. Oh, that's hard because I see. I did think about it. You did ask me, and I did think about it, but I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't say. But basically, just sticking to your true, authentic self. That's what I would say. Um, and I know some people say watch your competition, but I'm very much like stay in your lane. Um, you don't need to be watching what everyone else is doing because that's when your mind starts going ah, and then you can't you know, then more than likely you'll fall off your path. Um, I've always been very much like, um, you can, you know, watch what others are doing to be inspired, but not to be like, oh, they're doing this and they're doing that and I haven't got this and I haven't got that. So I would say just stay in your lane and stay focused on what you're doing because everyone, you know, there's enough for everybody. I, I agree, 100% Nasha. Uh, very true, very true, a very good one, well done. Uh, then I have another question here. Um, what do you like the most about what you do? I love, at the moment, I love putting talented teachers and performers into work. I didn't think it's something that I'd love to do, but I absolutely love booking them. Like, as soon as I get the booking, I'm like, yes, I'm so excited to tell them that they've been booked for a job. Because um, as we know in the arts world, it's very hard and work is not always consistent. So I love it when I can also book them into consistent work. And I also love when, um, say like going into schools, I love it when you have people in the school that see what you're doing and they want to help you execute it and they want you to come into the school. So I love the fact that I get the chance to do that. And I love the fact that the children enjoy what I have to offer because I love to offer structured learning, fun learning with an outcome at the end. So um, as you can probably hear my voice, I'm like, yay. <laughs> so, I, I, love it. I love it. I love when people like see the and they for it and just putting things in work. So, yeah. Very good. Um, what do you do to stay motivated on on daily basis or through hard times, maybe, Masha? Because let, let's face it, running a, your own business uh, has ups and downs, um, as we all know. So, what stay helps you stay motivated? Right, the first thing for me is to be super organised, um, which people that know me well know that that's, that's how I am. So being organised and, you know, setting your blueprints and, you know, whatever it is you're doing, make sure that you're organised. Um, and also, to stay motivated, um, I'm one of those people that I've always got ideas. Like ideas are constantly like coming at me. They come at me around 5 a.m. in the morning. I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> I wish that it was like later on, but for some reason I'll wake up and I'll have these ideas. So to me, I say the universe keeps me motivated. So I've always got a notebook by my bed and um, I'll always 
in order for me to get back to sleep because I get so excited and I just want to get started on whatever it is that's come to me, um, I will write write it down and that enables me to get back to sleep. So I'd say the universe keeps me motivated. Do you know what? Yeah. I think we're very much alike. Um, I do get those uh, uh, spread of um, downloads. I call them yeah. downloads. Yeah. And same. I have to write everything down. Uh, I think we're very similar in that way. And I, I know you, Marsha. You like your spreadsheets. Uh, when you, <laughs> when you mention organize. <laughs> so well done. Um, next question I have here is, um, what piece of advice would you give to a startup community? So, um, entertainer, artists starting out there, uh, because you, you are way ahead uh, and you have so much experience. What, yeah. what single piece of advice would you give them you wish you had been told? Um... I would say once again is to not focus on others, focus on yourself, you know, um, stay in training, um, you know, keep up to date with what's what's happening out there, um, find like-minded people that share your passions and goals as well, um, and if, if something's not working, I would say, you know, try a few different avenues don't keep pushing at it, pushing at it if it's not working. You need to try um, different avenues of doing things. And also remember that everything is not for everyone. So um, that's that's the advice that I would give. But definitely stay focused. I think too many, it's harder now because when I first started out, there wasn't, um, showing the age now, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't, you had five channels, <laughs> I was telling the children the other day, you had five channels, you had to make sure you were home at six o'clock to pick up the phone, so it's harder now because everyone's looking at everyone and what everyone else has got and it's hard to stay focused, so um, my big tip is don't look at anyone else look at yourself there's enough for everybody i agree i agree being laser focused is so important when you run uh, your business um i agree with you on that absolutely masha thanks for that uh, no. the other question i have is um what it, that's we mentioned um let's share some business tips masha so we mentioned being focused having structure um and not looking so much at others being mm -hmm. authentic what else would you like to share what other tip um one tip that i always give is um do not do things just for the money i've never even like when i started my school i'd done it for the love of performing arts and just wanted to give back because i was able to i was fortunate enough to go to Sylvia Young and Brian Rogers Performers College and there's a lot of children out there that can't afford that so um, my big thing is stay don't do things just for the money do it for the love and the money will follow 
100% because I hear too much like, oh, if I do this job, it'll bring in this money. And if I do that, I can make 10 grand in two weeks. And like, it's not going to work. You may make that, but it's not going to last. And that money will be gone. And then you got to start from scratch. And, you know, it's just a, a cycle. So do things, find something that you really, really love. And then the money will follow if you've got the passion and the drive. So having a strong foundation, building slowly, uh, and having a long-term vision, isn't it, Masha? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I completely agree uh, with that as well. Um, Especially nowadays, I guess people are looking for um, everything very quick, very because the environment. Uh, where we live has changed. Everything is fast, 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 and um, we people need to understand it does take time to build something that lasts or yeah. some, or something of value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I completely agree. Uh, would you like to share one last tip? Uh, that's that's our last question. Uh, oh gosh, probably balancing. Um, uh, balancing your professional life and your uh, private life that's something that comes up very often uh, in the yes. yes I would agree I was I was that person especially when I started Pinnacle I was obsessed I would literally be working from morning and I'd hear the birds chirping the following morning like I was constantly just on the on the laptop and constantly, I mean, because it was exciting and it was new. And then um, it got to a point where I was like, this is just too much. You need to have a switch off time. Like, I know people say, chase your dreams, go for it and work, 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 but you need to have that balance as well. So then I got to a point um, way down the line when I was like, okay, I'm having a switch off. My phone goes off at six o'clock and then I need to have a life. Um, weekends, the phone needs to be off because I need to have a life. At times, it needs to be on because you need to work on something. You need to get things, you know, um, done or completed or whatever. But my biggest thing is to definitely have a switch off time. Otherwise, you'll just keep going and going and going and you're just going to, you know, break yourself down and it's just not healthy. Absolutely. Self-care, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, self-care, allowing, like you say, switch off time. Um, absolutely. Um, we just had uh, uh, Grace joining online as well. Hello, Hello. Hey, Grace. <laughs> um, and I think we're moving on now to the last few minutes of our interview. Okay. Time flies when we have fun. It does. Wow. Let's <laughs> look at the time. Yeah. Uh, let me bring this up. Um, if I can. Oh, um, so the last uh, points that uh, I wanted to ask you is, do you have any special offers uh, going on at the moment? And how can people get in touch, our viewers and our listeners, uh, get in touch with you, Marsha? Okay, I do, because I'm feeling a bit generous today. I had one special offer um, that I told you about, but I've added some, I've got some notes here actually. So um, with schools, if you're a new school, for the summer term, we're offering um, clubs and classes um, for £5.50 per child. 
for the first term um, and every club that is booked the staff members the teachers get a free group fitness session so that's um, the first offer that we're doing that we're running um, and then also on the wedding side because Pinnacle is all about performing arts anything performing arts whether it's um, working in schools whether it's um, wedding choreography um, parties or events so on our wedding choreography side we have four giveaways that I've extended to the 31st of March so the first four people to email us will get um, some free um, choreography wedding choreography lessons um, that's amazing. Business, I know. So lucky them. On the business and corporate side of things, I'm offering de-stress, stretch and tone. Because we all know working in businesses can be stressful and sitting at your desk all day. So all you managers out there can um, book one of our instructors to come in to run a stretch and tone. Or if you want to amp it all up, you can do dance fitness or any type of fitness that you'd like to do. And lastly, for children's parties and events, we are um, offering them at half price. Up wow. the month. Yes, so you can have a dance party host that can get your party started, whether you want a neon party, it's a birthday party, a hen do. If you ladies want to be empowered and do like a sexy heels class, you can do that. Um, so yeah, those are all the offers. They are all on the website or you can email us at info at ppa06.co.uk or just click on the website which is www.pinnacleperformingarts.co.uk Fabulous! Oh, yes. so many amazing offers! I know, I'm being generous! <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. For our viewers who have been watching live today here on Facebook, thank you very much for watching us. You can also listen to the replay um, on our podcast, True Entrepreneur Stories. Um, and we are so blessed, Marsha, uh, to have had you on and sharing your amazing story. There's so much more <laughs> we could talk about because, I mean, there is so much more we've only scratched the surface um but uh, i think we need to share your offers uh, i'll share those on my page just send them over and i'll share those with our um i will viewers. do i will do thank you for having me amazing thank you so much Marcia. <laughs> right and uh, keep keep the amazing work going keep inspiring the young ones and i will and do Spreading the art as you are, you're doing an amazing job, Marsha. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye now.